listening to Self-Publishing Journeys, the weekly podcast for all new and aspiring self-published authors. Stand by for tips, resources, hints, and practical techniques to help you on your own self-publishing journey. Meet indie authors at different stages of their writing careers and hear how they manage to get their own books published and making sales. For show notes, web links, and useful resources, please head to selfpublishingjourneys.com. But now, it's time for this week's interview. Here's your show host, self-published author and digital marketer, Paul Teague. My guest today is a qualified proofreader and copy editor. Helen Fazan is a professional member of the Society for Editors and Proofreaders. Now, I'm taking a big risk today because Helen has now proofread all six of my fiction books, so you may discover some of my worst writing habits in the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Helen. Thank you. Now, I think the first thing we've got to do is to get our terminology right, because I've already mentioned proofreader and copy editor. What's the difference? Right. Well, technically, um, copy editing is when you receive the raw material from the author and you prepare that material for publication. So you do everything, basically. You look at the style, you check things are consistent, you um, check the spellings and the grammar, you look for mistakes if you've made um, factual errors. We try and spot those as far as we can, depending on the subject matter. Um, and we'll prepare a style guide for you, which which sort of sets the style of the book. So that, that's copy editing. So when, when the copy editor's finished, it should really just about be ready ready to go. The proofreader is the person who looks at the copy just before it's published and reads through it again and thinks, aha, they, they've, they've missed a hyphen, they've missed something here, there and everywhere. Um, and they just tidy up ready for the final final publication. So that's that's the difference between the two. But what I do is I do both really. So I start off with a copy edit and then I finish with proofread. So I hope, you know, you're not finding any errors by the time I finish with it. And let's throw another one into the pot because I also know you can get structural or developmental edits. So what's the difference with those? Well, structural and developmental editing is uh, when you have the book already and you look at it and you think, oh, that's too long. I'm going to make I'm going to make quite dramatic structural changes to it. So um, that's not what I do. And that's 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 quite a big, big responsibility to take that on if you're going to start messing around with somebody's book. So I always think you need to have it copy edited well first and proofread and then it's then it's in a state where if you want to have it edited structurally um somebody can look at that again and 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 perhaps make make more swinging changes to it i'm interested to know how you get started in this line of work what what brought you to it well i've always done um this sort of thing all through my life so i feel fairly confident with it um i I've done various training courses and um, I've got myself to be a professional member of the Society for Editors and Proofreaders, which is a kind of quality mark. So, you know, if, if you have somebody with that kind of qualification, you know that they they, they should be um, operating to a certain agreed standard. Um, so, I've you know, it's, it's my favourite job of all the jobs I've done. I absolutely love doing it. Um, and I, I, I just, I just, I just feel happy doing it, really. It's interesting because I I love the creative bit of the writing and it's the checking over that I hate. That feels mm. uncreative to me. Yet 
you, you're delighted to do it, aren't you? Which is a jolly good news for somebody like me. Um, you've never aspired to actually do the writing then? No, I, I don't. I, um, I absolutely, I love reading. I read masses and I think that helps with my job. Um, but no, I, I'm not at all creative. I don't know how you do it. You write, you write such amazingly exciting books and I don't know where you get your ideas from. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm in awe a bit and I, I do feel, I do feel the responsibility with everybody's work. I edit, I think, gosh, you know, if I'm making any change to it, you know, you, you, you're, you're the author. So I'm very conscious um, of the fact that you're, you're the creative, creative part of the partnership. So no, I, I don't have any secret desire to write things myself. I'm pleased you said that because um, before I, I met you and we met at a local event and I, I'd had an experience with an editor and I felt um, with my first edit experience uh, a bit negative about it, to be honest with you, because I'd felt almost like I had somebody, it was like being back at school, I'd felt like I'd got this teacher looking down their nose at me, correcting mistakes and errors that I'd made. It didn't feel to me like a supportive process no i i think i think it, i think it definitely definitely needs to be a supportive protest pr- process sorry um and you need you need to get a really good relationship with your with your copy editor um right at the start because um, it can be very crushing for your self-confidence and i have to say you are not the only person that has happened to i've had i i, I fairly often get somebody who's tried somebody else first um and, and had a bad a bad experience um with with you know with their first copy editor and i think i think if you're going to take the project on you you have to to feel positive about it yourself and and want to do it and um and be encouraging and and see the good things in the work really so yeah it knocked my confidence tremendously because i just felt like it was rubbish and uh, i i don't mind taking feedback i you know i want to get the thing as good as it can be of course i do but to feel that what you've done is is rubbish uh, is not a good place to be for an author because you've kind of got to take that leap of faith, haven't yeah. you, when you're publishing stuff? Yeah, well, I, I do think as well. I mean, I, rem- I remember that book and um, I didn't think she was right in, in her criticism. I, d- I didn't think her take on your, your story was correct at all, you know. So, um, I, you know, I don't think our role is to set ourselves up as some kind of literary critic and um, start making sweeping statements about your book, you know. So um, I, I don't think you should assume that uh, people always always know what they're talking about, really so yeah i take it you must read quite widely then because my, my stuff science fiction it's not everybody's taste you know some people hate it i i appreciate that but you must be a wide range of reader oh yeah i do i just i i love science fiction actually um and um but i i just like reading anything i like reading something that's that's well written um i don't have much patience with anything you know that i don't think is good but anything that's good i don't really mind what genre it is um you know i'll have a go at it really i've just been reading the um kashiro is a guru latest book um the buried giant and and that's 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 a really good book and, and really well written so i've been enjoying reading that one and presumably from your point of view then you actually like to develop a relationship with authors because you get to read the books first when they come out then. absolutely yes it's um that that is the that is the lovely part of my job and people say well you just sit at home and you don't you know you don't see people and but actually you get a really good relationship with your authors by just sometimes sometimes we talk on the phone or you and i will, will send emails and you, you feel like you get to know someone and you do feel it, it's such a trust somebody's putting you to edit their book and then if they 
if they ask you to do the next one that's brilliant and you you start to you know really develop a relationship and I I really look forward to reading the next next installment so I you know I sort of couldn't wait for the catharsis to come along I thought oh, what's going to happen next how's it all going to resolve itself so you, you do get you you feel very very involved in it and you know you read absolutely every word in your book several times and think about every paragraph in it so you feel like you know it really really well and you feel almost you know a a sense of ownership a shared sense of ownership with the author there's a lot of work to do i think the last book i sent you was 80 something thousand words yeah (laughs) you'll know every one of them yeah (laughs) Uh, that's a lot of work because i know you give it a sweep first i think don't you just to get the story yeah what i did with that one is i printed it out actually and had it on paper um I do a quick, quick read through and I try and stop myself making any changes, even though I notice things as I go through, because I just want to, to read the story. And your books are so um, gripping, you know, that's not a problem. I just sort of whiz through it and can put it down. Um, so I, get, I do that first. And then the next thing I do is I um, start working through it bit by bit. So I, I turn on track changes on Microsoft Word. Um, and I, I was trying to do 20 pages a day, which was a tall order. I didn't always manage that. And then the next time I look at it the next day, I go back over those 20 pages and see what I did yesterday. And you wouldn't believe how many changes I make again. Um, and I go through the book like that, um, get right to the end. And then I like to, if I can, have a little bit of a break come back to it and do a final proofread so reread the whole thing look at all my helpful little comments and decide that some of them weren't very helpful and some of them I think well I don't really need to ask you I'll just input that I think that's that's non-controversial uh get to the end and I, I sort of think it's as good as it'll get um and then I've got some software I, I sort of run it through so and that'll pick up things like you had a word triplex and it was spelled sometimes with a capital p in the middle and sometimes with a lowercase and I hadn't picked that up so half of it was spelled one way half the other but my um my software picked that up for me so it, it was all uniform and I sent it back to you so so that's the way I work that's interesting. Are you prepared to reveal what that is, or is that an industry secret? No, 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 no. It's called Perfect It. Perfect It. Ooh. And you yourself could, could get hold of it if you wanted to and, um, you know, run your work through it. You don't have to, you know, be an editor to do that. Well, I, I do. I use something called Grammarly already, and I use something called uh, Autocrit, um, to, you know, to try and get it as in as good as a condition as it can be for you. But that that actually see that that feeds into a mistake that I make uh, often, which is with with consistency yeah. of spelling. And that's very handy. Yes, it is. Yes. Because uh, and hyphens and things like that. It's all oh, you've hyphenated this correctly or in certain ways so many times and not in others. And then you you choose the one you're going to go with. So, yeah, it is useful. I wouldn't claim for one moment, Helen, to be an expert at grammar punctuation i i'm not i'm just not good at it i don't feel um how how important is that because i i see it as a creative writing process i want to get this hopefully great story out and that's almost an annoyance to me to have to pick over it and do all those bits well, I, I think i think you're 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 writing really good actually and there's 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 some some professionals who go around trying to make writers feel small and they they talk in jargon and um you know they they sort of use all kinds of labels and and make people feel it's, it's some kind of mystery so um you know i i, I don't think you sh- you know you should think your writing's not good at all um you know that that's my job and i have to say you know if i write something quickly i you know i'll make mistakes so if, if you if you let the grammar get in the way of the creative process your writing may not be as natural and flowing as you want it to be 
I think a lot of it's up for grabs, though, isn't it? Because it's with things like hyphens, I'm terrible at, um, oh, I've forgotten what it's called. What's the dot, dot, dot called? That's, well, I, I do that a lot. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I use that a lot. But I use that because uh, I come from a radio background and I'm used to writing how I say it. So when I used to write scripts on radio, I used to write it as I would need to say it. So I'd put ellipses in there to just indicate a pause, um, almost as a dramatic device, if you want. Um, Yeah, I know it's not often grammatically correct, is it? Where where do you fall with that? Well, I think that's that's grammatically correct. That's that's quite all right. You know, I think it's... um... I think you just need to be consistent in in the way you you set things out and the way you you use them. Um, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And you and you you know you write for different audiences, so you're not you're not writing a you know some kind of business report for the government. You're writing a, a novel, you know, for perhaps young adults, and it's you know you want it to be exciting, you want it to move forward. So um, no, you know, I, I I don't know whether it's teachers at school or something that instill fear into people, but I, I don't think there's any great mystery about it really. Um, and if you have someone like me looking over it at the end, you know, it's all going to be consistent and it's, you know, they'll, they'll pick up things if they're wrong. And language, of course, evolves all the time. The dictionary gets a, a bunch of new words every year it does we'd still be we'd be writing like shakespeare wouldn't we if language didn't evolve that's right it, it, it changes it changes all all the time you know and um, particularly when you're writing for young people um so uh yeah you you should expect things to change and spelling changes you know with the with the internet and um you know uh www whatever words mm. have, have run together now so everybody's writing with with sort of the two words squashed together and a capital letter in the middle and you know we're all expecting to see that whereas 20 years ago that would have looked looked a bit strange to us i think as, as a new self-published author um, many of them discover along the line that they probably ought to have got a, a proofreader or a copy editor uh, involved when they get the review saying that there were punctuation errors and things all over mm-hmm. the, the all over the script um, what should people be looking for when they commission somebody like you? Um, well, you, you want to get it right at the start, because I imagine all these people who, who you know, come to me and they've, they've already had their work proofread, I, I, I suppose they've already paid somebody, I don't know. So you, you want to make sure that you, you set up on the right um, foot when you start. Um, so you could go to the directory of the um, Society for Edison Proofreaders and find someone from there, and they will have to abide by the code of practice of the society so you can read all that and see what what that means um i will do somebody a sample edit so if you wanted to ask me if i'd be interested in your book i will i will do a chapter also to give you a, an idea of what it looked like it isn't what it looked like at the end because it's only a first look but just so people know what to expect um and you probably um should look for testimonials um you know you could uh, look at a website or you could ask somebody you know to sort of contact an author and say what did they really think of you um i always send out a contract at the beginning of a job um with a new client definitely um and everything's agreed so we agree on a, a price um and we agree roughly how long it's going to take um and so so you, you know you both know where you stand um right 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 at the offset of it all and is there a way of determining what is the right price? Is it, does it vary, or do you have a standard charging procedure? Well, I, yeah, I had I had to think about this because I knew you were going to ask me this, and um, I think in general people charge between four pounds, which is very cheap, and ten pounds 
for a thousand words. So if you're calculating how much it's going to cost you somewhere, somewhere in that range, I, I sort of tend to go for somewhere in the middle of that. Um, your book, your, your catharsis book, which was 86,000 words, that took me over 75 hours. Um, and I can't really do more than about five hours a day because I just lose my concentration and there's no point. So that actually, if you think about it, that's it, it took me four weeks and it, it took all my time in those four weeks. So, you know, if you think what you're paying somebody for four weeks work, you, you, you know, if you, if you think about that per thousand words, um, I, th- I think that's, that's, that's pretty good really. I don't question the value yeah. of it at all. I think it's amazing value to be honest with you. I'm surprised it doesn't cost more because there is a lot of work goes into a script like that. I can it's, see it's, it's just a huge amount of work. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm definitely not in it for, for, for the money really sadly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with the authors too i think you well, know. Well, yeah, well, see, i am aware of that you know and i i like i like working for individuals i'd rather work for an individual than go to a publisher so you know i understand that you, you before you've made any money at all from your book you've already got to pay your proofreader your copy editor that's you know that's a lot of money you're paying out so so you know i am aware of that very much yes it's such an important expense isn't it i i say this all the time because you've you've got i mean i paid um for my secret bunker books, I was paying £400 for the covers, for instance. Gosh. And I know that's a lot of money, but I don't resent that because um, it's a very technical thing. If you ever get into a fix trying to line up your spines, then you you pay for the guy to sort that out for you and fix it. It's not something I could do. But you're, you're, you're up for £800 to £1,000 before you even draw breath with the book. I know. Which is... It's a lot. Yeah. Actually, one of my authors um, has... has written a very good book and he's designed his own cover so i hope he doesn't listen to this and um i did try and suggest to him it might be a good idea to get it done professionally because you, you know you want it to look professional don't you otherwise you know it's got to be good right from the start if you're going to get anywhere with it really well i cringe if i see somebody using the cover creator that you get yeah. with uh, amazon I, I just cringe because i think you can tell them a mile yeah. off and the the content could be absolutely fabulous but people will judge the book by its cover absolutely you do you do um we all do so that yeah all that kind of thing is really important important to get right and and the other thing that people will judge a book by is by its spelling and grammatical errors if you ever see they seem to absolutely divide people uh bad covers means that the book won't get bought um punctuation grammar errors means that people will will leap to the reviews and say that it was obviously self-published. I think that's a giveaway for yeah. self-published. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the people have got a real, real bee in their bonnet about it. And I mean, you know, I, I've, sometimes I read books by very well-respected authors, by big publishers, and I, I, I do notice mistakes in them, but not many. But I think if you have, if you have too many errors, it, it just completely spoils your enjoyment of reading the book. Um, and also, you know, the way you format it, if it's on the Kindle or something, you need to have your dashes coming across as dashes and not little rows of, of um, hyphens and so on. And, you, you know, everything must be set out properly. So all that kind of thing, you know, you've got to get that right. And I learned very quickly on Kindle, never use bullet points. They cause all, all sorts of problems yes. on Kindles. Yeah. So like when, I, when, I'm, when I'm editing, I always try and do it so that, um, you know, that it does, does convert well to an e-book. I mean, you can tell me if I'm getting that right or not. I hope I am, you know, when I do, do my little dashes and things. Um, you know, I hope, I hope that's, that's the way they, sh- they should be coming across. Yes, well, often I will take it, um, I'll go through it, obviously, once you've given it 
to me i give it another read still before it goes out just to make sure i'm still happy with it and then um and then it goes into create space uh for formatting and it goes into kindle and to be honest with you they're usually good to just drop straight in once i've got i need to do a version without the tracking changes on obviously yeah. <laughs> because that's a mess when it comes like that big time yeah but you see one of the things i really appreciate about your edits and and i i really do appreciate this and, and this is maybe helpful feedback for you is um sometimes I'm just out of words. L- last night I interviewed uh, an erotic fiction author who was saying that when she does the love, she does the love scenes. She she runs out of words sometimes yeah. um, to say you know breath or breathing or whatever, and and I feel like that. And what I love about yours is that you often say to me, "You could write this as this or this way or that way," and and that's like gold dust. Oh, well, that's for me. that's good because that actually does take a long time and. Um... You know, just thinking of good alternative words, that, that's the bit of the editing that takes a long time. And also, if there's a paragraph where it just needs a little bit of clarification, and sometimes those rewrites, you would have no idea how long they take me to do. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, that, that's, that's, that's really nice. And actually, on, on the subject of feedback, I would say that is so important to us because I know you as authors are a bit kind of anxious, you know, what are people going to think of your book and, and what kind of feedback are you going to get from the editor? But equally as editors, you know, we're sort of thinking, well, I, I really hope they're pleased with that. And um, so, you know, when, when when the book gets back, it is really, really nice. You are you are so good at that, to, you know, to, to give feedback. And, you know, if there's anything that you didn't like as well, you know, that's, that's fine. But um, just to know that you're on the right track and, and the client's pleased is really important. Well, when I was listing Catharsis on Amazon, and I'm just going through the, the checking process now, making every, sure everything's okay, um, I was sort of thinking, I, I ought to start thinking about giving you a, a credit on this, because um, I, I, I get so much input with the, the word use. I do really value the fact that I've got another pair of eyes looking for the continuity. You will mention things that you don't think are consistent, which I really value. Um, and it really, really does help me because by the time I give a book to you, it's not fair to say I'm sick of it, but I've, I'm, I'm punch drunk yeah. from it, as you probably are when you hand it back to yeah. me. I, I know exactly what you mean. Because in a way, when, when you're editing it, it gets a bit like that. About halfway through the book, you sort of feel overwhelmed with it, you know, and it's just filling your head so much um, and that is why I like at the end I like I like a little bit of time between the final final edit and the proofread just to sort of sit back and then try and look at it with a bit of a, of a fresh pair of eyes um, and I've just read it again now because I'm getting it ready for create space with with you having corrected it and now I'm thinking I'm back to reading it as a reader again think oh it's all right this I'm quite happy with this you know we've, we've got all the because you know I had a lot of structural problems yeah. with that book as well um, and I kind of think, oh, do I think we're there? I think we're there at last. <laughs> so, no, I, I, th- I thought that one was really, really good, actually. And I, I, I did think the ending worked brilliantly. And to be honest, Paul, we read loads and loads of books, and, and particularly books with very complicated plots, and then they, they, they quite often resolve themselves very quickly in the last chapter or two. And I, I think that's, that, that's a good thing. I think you tied it all up brilliantly, really. Well, I, thank you. I, I appreciate that reader's feedback, too, because uh, that, that, that's also very valuable to me, to have somebody, hopefully, who would tell me if they thought it was wide of the mark, too. Do you, do you deliver bad feedback sometimes? I, I do. Um, well, I, you know, as I said earlier, I don't, I, I don't think I would want to do a book if I really didn't think it was, was good, because I don't think that would be fair all round. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would sort of, I, I occasionally drop a hint, you know, and um, people can take it on board or not as they wish. Um, uh, so, yes, I, yes, I do. But I, I tend to try and, you know, find the positives and, um, and, and see it as a collaboration and work with, 
the author really as much as I can um and then when you, when you get that relationship of trust as well you can you, you know you feel like you understand each other a bit better and you you know if you do say if you do drop a little hint it, it probably does go in a bit better I think you use the word collaboration there and I think that is the big difference between my first editing experience and the experience that you and I have uh, together is that it absolutely feels like two of us are writing this book now uh, not just me that's the difference is that uh, I feel like you're on my side and that you're trying to help me get this as good as it can be yeah. and whereas at the previous relationship it didn't feel like that it felt judgmental yeah. to me yeah and and, and, and you know that that helps me because if I think you're happy with the way I work then I then I'm you know more confident with it really and I will go in and um you know happily happily sort of make suggestions and make little changes and I you know I think I think I think it is really important to get a good relationship with whoever you work with um, and sometimes people you know I, I get a job from somebody and and they sort of trust me with it and they they just they, they're not really very interested in any communication I make while I'm editing and then I then I give it back and I, I, they don't always give me much feedback and I think well were they pleased or weren't they and um you know did, was it was it everything they wanted it to be and I think they're probably I, I don't know whether they're a bit worried or anxious or shy but it, it would be better if they would would talk a bit more about it as they went through I mean I I personally I'm, I'm very happy for anybody to read me out and have a chat or you know I, 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 I'm not bothered about the time it takes um you know just to get it right what I noticed from your website is that we're talking about my fiction here but you do non-fiction you do business reports which must be the dullest <laughs> thing on earth <laughs> I bet you look forward to the fiction coming in. I do. I I do. I like doing the fiction the best. I think I I just love doing that. Um, I I like doing anything really. Um, I did a a big book on the history of Islam recently, which was was really fascinating, actually, um, which took me forever. But uh, or I'll sometimes do um, it tends to be humanities type things like history or politics or, you know, that kind of thing. So, you, you know, you can learn quite a lot of things from the the other jobs you get you get offered as well. They must make different demands on you, though, if you're doing historical and, and factual. That must give you quite a challenge. It? it does. Yes. I, I, I the history of Islam book. I was Googling some very strange things, you know, to try and make sure it was all accurate. Um, yeah. And you, you, you want to you want to sort of feel it's something you've got a, a reasonable idea about, a reasonable understanding about, because then then also you pick up when things are wrong you know if you if it's your area of expertise so in the unlikely event that anybody would ever ask me to do a book on science I think I'd probably have to say no because I just I just wouldn't know when it was right when it was wrong you made a really interesting point there about google search histories you should have seen mine for the the trilogy I've just written things like how to survive bushfires yeah um, you know drowning strangulation um, diseases and things like that all sorts of bizarre things that you have to look up it's fascinating I know you can just just hear the news reports saying where they have been looking all this stuff on his computer before so yeah I have exactly the same problem (laughs) (laughs) I know it's um, I think it's very funny if you were to look at an author's um, search history um I'm interested to know whether you're you're encountering more self-publishers now than you were definitely definitely there there are lots and lots of people um self-publishing and um and I, I think it's brilliant. And, you know, I think I think some of the writing is tremendous. I mean, I, you know, I, I, it's a bit like music, really. Why, why are this, why is this stuff that, that gets, you know, amazingly popular, amazingly popular, and then there's some brilliant stuff out there that, that nobody knows about? So, um, you know, and I, I mean, I think your books are, are, are really gripping. And if, you know, if, if, if the kids latch onto them, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure they would get hooked 
on them. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's all great. And every, everybody can publish nowadays. You know, it's, um, you, you, you know, you can just get out there and do it yourself, can't you? And then if I am a self-publisher and I'm having a first experience with somebody like you, what, what sort of condition or, or presentation do I need to offer my book to you in? Is, is it just a Microsoft Word document? Is there anything special I need to be to do for it? Or can it be fairly rough when I send it to you? Well, it's, I mean, a Microsoft Word document's just fine. I mean, you don't really worry, need to worry about things like spacing and things like that, because that's easy for me to, to mess around with on my computer. Um, and I work on a on an iMac and I, I, I blow it up so I see everything 150%. So, you know, I, I, I can see it all, all pretty clearly. Um, also, I think if you can, if you can get it as good as you can get it, that would be very, very helpful. Um, so obviously, you know, in, you only have a limited amount of time to do the job with the best one in the world. So try and get it as good as you can before before you give it to the editor. So, I, you know, I, I, I like spending my time trying to think of the, the little rewrites and the, the suggested alternative words. Um, so if, if you can get the, the, the spelling and the grammar as, as good as you can, but, I mean, don't worry about it. Get a, if, 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 if you think that's as good as it's gonna, you can get it, that's fine. Um, but just to cut down the amount of time I have to spend just, just doing the basics. But, yeah, just, just an ordinary Word document is fine. And roughly, you should allow how long for it? I think you said four weeks for my last book, didn't you? Yeah, well, uh, it was eighty-six thousand yeah, words. That was the only job I did in that time, and it, it, I, I said four weeks, and I, you know, it was, it was, it was quite a, it was quite a push to do it. Um, but that was that was all right. But any any less time would have been tricky for me, I think. So, as I said earlier, it takes me. Um, that took me 75 hours for 86,000 words. So I'm doing just over 1,000 words an hour, aren't I? So, yeah, I, th- I think I think a book like that you should allow at least a month. And, uh, you know, I, I think people should be a bit wary when they see these um, proofreaders and editors on the internet and say, well, I can get it back to you in no time at all. Do you really want it back that quickly? You know, how, how good a job do you want done on it? So I think you need to allow... A reasonable amount of time and also um you know people are going to be a bit busy i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not always sitting here i'm twiddling my thumbs i've always got a job on the go so you might have to wait a month or two or three um to slot it in and i think people should be you know prepared to to wait a bit possibly i think that's a good point i tend i think when i finished the secret bunker i told you what my writing schedule was i think didn't you i did. uh yeah. Videos, yeah. That's handy, is it? Yeah, yeah, it was very handy. And I think you were going to get catharsis to me at the beginning of December, but that was delayed a bit. But then that was fine because somebody got in touch with me and, you know, I slotted their book in in December. Um, but, it, it, you know, it, it is useful, you know, to plan ahead and, and, be, a, and be a bit flexible, uh, be, be prepared to wait a bit, I think. Mm, so don't, don't ever last minute it. That's the, the, the crucial point to make there, I think, probably. I'm sure you would find fantastic editors if you did it at the last minute you know obviously people you, you you might expect your editor to be busy so they they couldn't immediately do your work so yeah yeah i i think you, you should be prepared to wait a little bit one of the things i also like about what you do is the style guide over because i write in trilogies or i have been writing in trilogies i'm not going to write in a trilogy next time by the way but um oh. uh, you you do me a style guide and um certainly you know over the trilogy i found that really valuable but also i found it useful for me learning because i don't know anything about it as a self-publisher i'm learning as i go along um and i find it fascinating things like times 
um i don't know the conventions yeah well i mean you you know you decide on the style for that particular book so your books we use i z e spellings don't we yes. um, instead of i s e so it's important that that kind of thing's consistent so a, a copy editor always does that you always you always set up a style guide but you don't always share it with the author but i just think um it's 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 a good idea to share it with you and i like i like to send the style guide so it's got a list of spellings on it and um there's lots and lots of words can be spelled in two different ways so the spellings we've, we've decided on um how we're going to write the time whether numbers are going to be written in figures or words at what at what point do you start writing them in in words and what, what point you know they figures um all that kind of thing so um and i like i like to share that with an author um perhaps after i've i've been through the book for the first time and then they can look at it and 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 that's that's part of this collaboration thing again you know i i do like them to have a really good look at it and think am i happy with that am i happy with the way she's she thinks i ought to write the time do i want it to look different um and and let me know at that stage and and i can change it and then you know if you if you've written a trilogy and for some reason your your editor editor can't do the second or the third one then you've got your style guide and you can let another person have it another editor and so they've got a a good starting point um they know where you're coming from i found the style guide really valuable interestingly one of the decisions i've made because i sell more of my books in the states on on amazon and all the other outlets actually is i have gone for the more americanized spellings yeah. i haven't quite gone for things like center yet being c-e-n-t-e-r i can't quite bring myself to do that just yet but i can see it coming on the horizon the americanized spelling yeah. is that attention you see yeah i don't know that's that's that's, that's funny because that's uh, the book i'm doing at the moment is um it's set in america uh but it's it's um british spellings you know so i'm i'm trying to I, i'm using the i-z-e because that's the way they do it in america <laughs> And I'm, I'm saying apartment instead of flat and that kind of thing. But um, to actually use spellings like centre, then that's um, that might uh, open up a bit of can of worms, mightn't it, I think? Now, you and I met at a local uh, networking session, which is interesting. I think I was doing a Kindle talk. I was talking about how yes, to produce the book. It was very interesting. Oh, good. Well, I'm, ple- I'm pleased about that. Yeah. And then you you, were, you attended that. And then I can't remember how we got in contact as a result of that. So w- what I was going to ask is, is how do people find people like you and, and start doing business with you? Um, right. Well, I, I get my work really from the directory, from the Society for Proofreaders and Editors. So people... Um, they, they, it's worth looking at the website actually it's, it's it's very interesting if you're if you're in this this kind of line of work um so people look on the directory and they, they look through and they um I, I mean i don't know how they choose me they just uh they you know they see i'm a professional member and have a look at my website and think oh well you know i might get in touch with her so that is how i get the lion's share of my work so i think that is a good way way to get yourself an editor and you know it doesn't matter where they are geographically you know they don't have to be local I mean I like getting a bit of local work I get a little bit by word of mouth but not really I mean that was unusual um getting your your um your novels normally it it would be something sort of different more of your business report type of things uh that I get locally so yeah through the through the directory I think I would suggest yeah, well, it worked extremely well for me. I was very grateful you came at exactly the right time because I was uh, a little bit bruised from that first experience I'd had. And um, and it was just very useful to make the connection. So uh, good timing on your yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was lucky because I, I I looked at your books on the uh, the course and I thought, oh, I like the look of those, you know. So so that so that was good. But uh, yes, as I say, normally normally it would be from the um, the, the proofreaders directory, Society for Proofreaders and Editors. 
And that's a great place to start for anybody who hasn't got a, a proofreader or an editor at the moment. Then. Well, I don't think you see, I don't think you'll have one of these awful situations where, um, I mean, the guy's work I'm doing at the moment, um, his editor sort of did half the book and, and they just sort of gave up and, and billed him for the lot of it. You know, and you, 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 you wouldn't have anything like that happening to you, you know, because, as I say, people are, are bound by the code of practice and um, they have certain professional standards because there are so many people out there doing this kind of work. So it's, it's a bit of a minefield. You don't really know who you're getting. Where can we find out more about you online, Helen? What's the best place to connect with you? Right, well, I have a, a, a website, uh, which is www.proofreadextra.co.uk, and um, the other place to find me would be um, through the directory from the Society for Editors and Proofreaders. Fantastic. And generally, in terms of warning, how much kind of warning are you wanting from people? Um, well, as, as, as much as possible, Um if you've got a book that you're you're going to be finishing um, at some later in the year, that would be really useful to let me know, and then I would book it in, and I won't take on too much other work. So yeah, as as much notice as possible, really. Well, look, I really appreciate the work that you've done on my books. I think you've you've done about four hundred thousand of my words so far, so I should be giving you a medal, what? really. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really appreciate oh, it, and thank you very much for your time on the podcast today. Brilliant. Well, it's been lovely to talk to you, Paul. Thank you for listening to this week's Self-Publishing Journeys. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. If you're new to self-publishing, you might also like to check out selfpublishingacademy.com, the step-by-step guide to getting your manuscript off your hard drive and into print. In the meantime, you'll find previous interviews and all the show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week.